0: Most New Year's resolutions never stick, whether it's to lose weight, stop drinking, or just to call your mother every week. Why? Because they weren't done right. A quick decision or New Year's challenge is not a deep goal. If you want to make real, lasting change, listen now as I talk to celebrity trainer and author of Mind Your Body, Joel Harper. I'm Sarah Heiner, and this is the Bottom Line Advocator Podcast. Don't forget, rate and review us, because we want a whole bunch of people a whole lot healthier. Hey, gang. Happy New Year. I am so glad to see you. I'm so glad to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. I hope you had good holidays that whatever it was, whether you were home or you you, with your, whether you were with loved ones and family and friends, that you were able to celebrate, appreciate even the small gems that we had last year. I know it was a challenging year. We're on a new year, some crazy stuff going on. Humanity will be okay. The earth will be okay. Um, so let's let's start off this new year and helping you to have that great year. Um, let me just remind you, so I'm Sarah Heiner with Bottom Line and uh, the, the Health and Happiness Show, um, remind you that we actually have a growing um, library of these videos. So I've got um, tons of them in Facebook. We've got them so that you can look back at this video after you have. If you want to come back and hear what Joel Harper has to say some more, you can come back and listen here. Tell your friends, share it because this is going to be some great information. Um, We also will post it uh, probably in about a week on YouTube. We have a growing library of videos on YouTube. Sometimes it's easier to go back and find them there. Um, So bottom line, subscribe to that channel. We've got hundreds of videos actually on YouTube. So go ahead and find and find us there. Let me remind you, so the most important thing, one of the most important things you can do, even though they're talking about masks and hand washing and social distancing, is have your immune system strong and for you to do everything you can to protect yourself and be strong against sickness. Um, A lot of the doctors don't talk about this stuff, but bottom line and our editors will. So we produced a free download. Honest to God, it just breaks my heart how many people um, are, are not getting the information on how to help your body do what it knows how to do. So in the chat box, there is gonna be a link and you can download that for free right now, um, or not now, do it after this so that you can listen to me and Joel talk. Um, and again, share that with people because again, our bodies are magical and we'll talk about the strength of our bodies. We know what to do. You just have to treat it and you just have to help it do what it knows how to do. So download that now. Um, if you have any questions for Joel, um, put a type a lot into the chat. My friend Lauren is gonna be po- passing them along to me. Um, so you'll see it's not, I sometimes look down but it's not that I'm you know, chatting with my kids or my dogs. Um, it's that I'm getting information passed to me about what you guys are saying on Facebook. Um, so come on along, um, let me introduce to you now we're gonna talk about new year's resolutions and how to stick with them. Um, so let me see, let me change this. Let me say hello to Joel Harper. I will introduce him to you. Um, he may look familiar to some of you because he's all over the media. Um, so Joel, I've, Joel, we've known bo- Joel a uh, Bottom Line for many, many years. Um, he's a celebrity, tra- I, read, I read it so that I'm sure I get it all precise. Um, Joel is a celebrity trainer. He's working with everybody from Dr. Oz to actors preparing for new roles, top business executives, and Olympic medalists. Um, he's the creator of all workout chapters and accompanying DVDs in the New York Times bestselling series, The You Books by Dr. Oz and Dr. Roizen, great series of books, and his workouts are phenomenal, as you'll see. Um, he's also the author of a tremendous book called Mind Your Body, um, which details Joel's powerful and effective approach to long-term weight loss and how a powerful mindset is the key for an optimi- optimally balanced you. It's not just your body, it's not just what goes into your mouth, and we'll talk about this. It's all it's it's all of you your mind body spirit and and how you deal with your mindset to be able to achieve your goals. Um, as I said, if he looks familiar to you, you've probably seen him certainly on Dr. Oz's show, but all over the media because it's what he does. Um, and you can learn more about Joel and all of his work at JoelHarperFitness.com. So, Joel, welcome. Hi, Sarah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, so, you and I want to talk about everybody is very big on their New Year's resolutions, um, and I thought. While it's still the first week, it's amazing how many people. I read a stat, I guess about half the people make resolutions. A third of those people within a month have already bailed on their resolutions. And within six months, three-quarters of those people have bailed on their resolutions. So the resolutions are important. People want to make changes, they want to have a better year. So we're going to try and stop them in their tracks. That's the goal of today.
1: Great.
0: Okay. Um, so Why do so many people bail on their resolutions? Why can't they do it? They go, you know, on New Year's Eve, it sounds like a really great idea. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to get up and run every day. And then they bail. Why are they so bad at it? What's going on?
1: Well, I think everybody has really, really good intentions, but it's very easy to fall into patterns of things we've done in the years past. Uh, because we all have comfort zones, and my goal with all my clients is to break that comfort zone. And how do you do that? Well, it all comes with information. And how do you get information? With my clients and with your viewers today and with you, Sarah, I want to use information by asking high mileage questions because each person is unique. So I find when I ask them questions, they come out with answers, and those answers help with transformation. So basically, Sarah, I want to take information, and I want to turn that into transformation. And with all that, it takes consistency. So how do you do that? By asking questions. Yes, We all have questions, and we all have thoughts in our brain all day long. So I want to rework those questions and have people ask themselves the right questions.
0: So you and I actually, I'm going to put myself on the hot seat in a little bit, because you are going to take me through your exercise, what you call your high-mileage questions, um, and I haven't prepared this. And honestly, I haven't set goals for the year. I mean, I've set my business goals and things, but I, I'm not a resolution maker. Um, so this is gonna be an interesting exercise. How I, I will be your everyman, everybody, um, going through this exercise. But let's talk about so the past. So is it a pattern? So people that I'll call it if they failed last year, they're gonna fail this year and they're gonna Like, is that I mean it doesn't, it doesn't mean a guarantee of anything, but But, you know, is there a pattern in what they're doing and how they're doing it?
1: Yes, most definitely, because we all have our own mindsets and my mindset may work in one category in my life and it may work really well, but it may not work through another category in my life. So what I try to do with my clients is teach them what they already know and apply it to the categories that aren't going so well, because I feel like the more we have a balanced life, then we really achieve our goals and we're not sabotaging. Undermining and draining our willpower.
0: So people that are, what you know, I'm, I'm setting people up like, oh no, you're a failure. No, you're not at all. And in fact, even if you bail on your resolutions or you're not successful at it, there are always places in people's lives where they are successful. Right. Exactly.
1: And I want to build on that success because every person, I guarantee you, if I went to a hundred people here in New York City and asked them, I guarantee you, everybody would be dissatisfied. Was something that they said last year and they didn't implement. It's just human nature. But what I wanna to try to do is try to learn from last year's goals and apply that so we don't have the same problem and create the same pattern over and over again.
0: But the, and the other thing, it's so funny because you say we all, we focus on what we failed at last year. But again, there's a lot of successes that we all have every day, every week and every month and last year. And yet it's so easy to ignore those. And not, not to realize the places where we really have been successful.
1: Exactly. And that's where you want to apply that to what you want to transform through information. So I want to gather this information. I want to use that information, where the gap is, what I did well. Maybe I did really good last year with my friends. I took extra time. I made, you know, instead of going to the gym, I went out to eat with some friends. I joined the football league. Whatever it is I did, that's a positive but hey, you know what? I didn't do very well with uh, my finances or I didn't really do well with my fitness. All of these categories, all 10 of them meld together. And if they don't meld together, we're gonna feel a little empty and it's gonna kind of go like this. And my goal is to keep it melded and kind of cut back on something that you may be doing really well and transform it. So we use that information and do well in another category that we have goals in.
0: So, yeah, and in fact, you just reminded me of something I didn't say before. There's a bunch of handouts that are getting um, images that are being put into the chat. And one of the images in there, we're not we're not going to go through all of them, but they're things that you're going to refer to, and there's some great pieces of information and guidance in those handouts. And one of them is your circle of the 10 areas of life where in Mind Your Body, you have people evaluate those. Exactly. Areas.
1: Exactly. Because let's say, um, Sarah, that I, in one category, is fitness. I went to the gym. I looked back over the years. I went to the gym. I did this. I did that. I did that. But my eating was not so good. My nutrition category was a little low. They're working against each other. Do you know what I mean? They're counteracting each other. So I want all these to work together. So it may mean you got to cut back on something good so that you can eat something bad. So if let's say from zero to 10, I work with a number scale with all my clients. And I ingrain that in their brain, the number scale, because then they can apply it to their own life because I'm only with them, let's say an hour a day, there's 23 other hours. So I ask them questions and I'm gonna do it with you. Let's just do this real quick, Sarah. One to 10, 10 being excellent, zero being not so good. How well did you sleep last night? Five and a half. So every all of your viewers, I want them to answer that right now. Mm-hmm. So then it creates a pattern and then it creates accountability. Once we create accountability, we have new information, then we can work on transformation. Because a lot of time when you give it a number, then you see a pattern. So if you do this every morning, how I wake up, I'm not feeling energized, it's a four. The next day is a six, the next day is a three. So you kind of average that out over the past week. And mm-hmm. it's a five. Well, that's something we need to work on. So right. that's And What do we, how do we change that? One, go to bed earlier. Two, uh, get better blinds in the room. Three, don't talk to friends. So I would ask you questions and I want the viewers to ask them questions. How can I get a better night's sleep? What are two things I can do to improve my sleep? And just daydream for a sec. You know, what is, don't come up with the quickest answers. What is it? And try to shift so you do that. And it could be little things here and there. And that's those little changes make big results.
0: Well, and also the key part of what you're suggesting is that the ideas and the suggestions are coming from within versus from you. So it's not you telling them to go to bed early or to turn off the screens early. It's they have to make that commitment.
1: Because we're all extremely unique. And that's what I want everybody to realize is that we read magazines and you see articles that have conflicting information about diet, about every single category. If you, you know, the New York Times, I'd pull these out. They said something that conflicted. Milk's good for you. Milk's bad for you. Drink this much. That's too much water. So it all conflicts and it's very confusing to the viewer. So my, you know, conclusion is you need to figure that out for yourself and what works best for your body type.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, to that point, and I've talked about it in other um, other podcasts and other Facebook lives where there's food that's very healthy for a lot of people, but for me, it doesn't react well in my body. So paying attention to what works well for your body, or some people need 12 hours of sleep and some people need eight hours of sleep. I certainly need more than the five and a half that I end up getting half the time. Um, this is a little complicated, right? So there's a piece of overwhelm that I'm going to express for people that are out there because they just wanted to lose their 10 pounds or they just wanted to quit smoking. And suddenly you're talking about 10 areas of life. Holy goodness. I just wanted to lose my 10 pounds. Why are you talking about all this? So help, help explain and understand that sometimes setting those resolutions or or understanding your goals for the year it is about the whole body and that it's not, you can't, you know, can you just pick one? Isn't it okay to have one goal for the year?
1: Uh, it's great. But let's say, let's go back to your one goal of losing 10 pounds. Okay, great. Uh, what was your goal last year? That's what I'd ask you. So Sarah, if you, let's say you want to use 10 pounds this year. Can you just refresh my memory, what you said last year?
0: Uh, well, I didn't need to lose 10 pounds last year, but I'll say I needed to lose a few pounds. And my goal was to was to lose five pounds last year okay how well did you do with that goal um or you i i, I lost one pound i didn't lose five pounds but i was exercising every day and i was eating eighty percent good
1: okay uh what thing what item you know what little thing in your life could you have changed do you think was stopping you from achieving your ultimate goal of those pounds that you want to get off
0: um snacking while i'm sitting at my desk salt okay. snacks
1: Gotcha. Why do you do that?
0: Um, Because I think I deserve it because I'm working hard and because I'm, you know, my brain is using glucose during this. And when I get off, I'm going to be hungry and I'm going to be, have a carb craving and I'm going to go, I worked so hard. And I just really, my body's telling me I need that.
1: Can you give me an example of what some of the snacks, are they healthy snacks or would they be in the healthiest category, tasty, or they would be in the unhealthy?
0: Uh, my snacks are in the unhealthy. My meals are very healthy, and because my meals are so healthy, I rationalize to myself that it's okay to have an unhealthy snack. They're okay. salty, greasy snacks.
1: Okay, Sarah, would you go to a hotel uh, and sleep on dirty sheets? Uh, yeah, no, no. So what you just said to me is you would go to a hotel, a nice hotel, but sleep on dirty sheets. That's interesting. That's a different category. So, to me, listening to that, you have with your nutrition, you eat really healthy, but then you slip something in like sleeping on dirty sheets in a hotel into a nice hotel. So, So how is that?
0: So, help me understand. So, my dirty snacks, because I eat so healthy, so those are my clean sheets. And then I just threw all those clean sheets away with sticking my feet on the pillow because I ate my salty snacks.
1: Exactly. And you slept on dirty that somebody in the night before the maid had not cleaned them so you slept on somebody else's dirty sheets. Ew. But see, so somebody else would hear what you just said and be like, ooh, why would I eat healthy and eat all this good stuff? And then throw it with something unhealthy. Or I would rather you crowd out. Crowding out to me means put something really healthy in its place so then you don't crave that. So what sort of things could you have so that you did not crave those salty, unhealthy snacks? a.k.a. sleeping in on dirty sheets?
0: Um, I could find a healthier snack. I could simply not snack because it's not necessarily hunger. It's a brain game that actually is doing it, I think, half the time. I'm eating substantial meals.
1: Because, as you said before, you deserve to. I do. So back to the 10 categories, there's another category I guarantee you that you're compensating for those unhealthy snacks. So there's something you're deficient in. And once we would come up with that deficiency, then you would think like, oh, I don't really, I deserve to eat something healthy because I want to feel better, not sleep on dirty sheets.
0: So somewhere in the fact that I'm self-medicating, does everybody like this little exercise of killing myself? That that the self-medicating or the self-placating making myself feel better in one place is really that somewhere else I'm needing some love, some love. Is that.
1: Exactly. There's some other category that you're unfulfilled in. That's why you think you deserve it. Because let's say, Sarah, what I heard you say is I work really hard and I deserve it. Well, you work really hard. That's fantastic. But you work really hard because you love your job. You help Mm -hmm. uh, like helping other people out. These are all positive things. The glass is nine tenths full. So you're doing all these positive things. And then you sabotage it, your goals of not achieving the, the pounds that you set up for yourself. Your husband didn't say it. Your agent didn't say it. Your Nobody said it to you. You said it to yourself. So you want to achieve something because you deserve it. But then there's something underlying that thinks you do not deserve it. So asking you questions, we would figure out why you did not deserve it. So that's why all the categories come into play because they all work together, because we're a whole being. Do you know so, what I mean? So
0: no matter the category, if my goal was quit smoking, if my goal was have a better marriage, better relationship with my kids, whatever, that there's if we if we break those goals, there's something underneath that's pulling us back. And exactly. is that so everybody has their excuses, right? So I just made a bunch of excuses and this is an excuse. I deserve it. I was, you know, I craved it. I worked hard on the thing. My brain used glucose. Um talk about excuses versus this deep out of balance. I'm calling it out of balance, right? Because there's a different need.
1: They go hand in hand. And this excuses sometimes are just patterns that we've created. They're thoughts that we've had for years and we just keep it going. You know? Uh, And uh, that's why I work with my clients and I come up with your beliefs. So you come up, what do you believe? Time zips by, um, people are tricky, um, the more I work out, the better I feel. We all have these underlying beliefs that manifest to our deserve level. So it sounds a little heady, but it's actually very simple. If somebody, all your viewers at home, I want you over the next week to just write down thoughts you think you believe. I believe I deserve to have a great group of friends. I believe that um, people are not very giving. I believe that people are very giving. I believe that people are selfish. So once you bring those to the forefront, they kind of outplay in all your 10 categories. Mm-hmm. So it just figures out who you are as a person. So then when we go back to those five pounds and we figure out, you know, what are the two things, the snacking? What else is it? I don't get enough sleep. Well, maybe if I got a, another hour's sleep and didn't watch Homeland, or, you know, uh, <laughs> or one of those. if I cut out, I slept better, then I'd feel have more willpower. And then with that willpower, I wouldn't think I deserve to undermine my goals.
0: So is it willpower and you have a, a slide in there about the importance of willpower, which I think of willpower as mind over matter that I, like I'm forcing myself versus you and I had talked about when you set a goal and you have a deep goal, like a life shift thing, then I don't need willpower. If I honestly see, like you just painted a great picture. I'm, I'm sleeping on dirty sheets. I'm sticking dirty sheets in my mouth. I'll never do that again. Ew, that's disgusting. Um. So if, so somewhere in the midst of like deserving, people understanding that they deserve that change, that, um, Set having a having a resolution that's not a bet on New Year's Eve of I bet I can stop eating pizza right that that like that it's a deep shift of no that really doesn't feel good and I don't do right do that versus this and then this like deserving thing you understand yeah. trying am trying to exactly on. but Sarah I really want to
1: clarify what is deserve level which is mm-hmm. one of the slides just so right. everybody's on the same page because like your willpower definition is great for you but i want everybody else is going to think of willpower some people could say energy level stamina endurance Mm -hmm. uh uh, my that's everybody's going to have a different definition so Mm -hmm. deserve level i think it's really important to understand what i mean by deserve level and for me a deserve level is a rating of self-worth self-respect and self self-esteem for a given category in your life it's the blessing or permission you give yourself based on what you believe you deserve in your life. So with that in mind, my parents always had a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Found that category very important. They're very, very social. So they put in the circle of, of life in the 10 categories, they put a high deserve level. So they passed that down to me, which became natural. But my I would never see my parents home reading a book. Whereas somebody else could be, their parent could be like, yeah, we need to go to the library. The more you educate yourself, the smarter you are, the further you can get in life. So some of these stuff are ingrained. Some of them work. Some people will be like, well, I don't want a lot of friends. Your friends are annoying. So I could have changed it. Or okay. like, I don't want to read. I would rather go play football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So these things create patterns on our deserved level. So we all have these deserved letter of self work in these categories.
0: Does that make sense? Um, it does, but I think some people also hold themselves back. They've got their excuses of, do I really deserve that? Like for, for whatever reason there is, I want it. Like I want to have friends, but I'm not lovable or I want Like there's there again, is there, where does the self-sabotage go in there? It's like, do With
1: not, right? huh? With those beliefs? So that's
0: why if you wrote
1: down what your beliefs are in each category, mm-hmm. it would come right to your uh, forefront. I am not lovable. So I would change all your beliefs to I am lovable. People love to be around me. So let's say I went to an events and I met a bunch of people and they didn't seem to click with me. I could be like, oh, it's me. Or I could be like, oh, that was not the right event. They're just interested in different stuff. Right. They, they like, you know, astrology and I kind of like astrology, but I've not really studied that much. So I didn't have anything to talk to them about. I need to rather go to something that's in my category, whether it's ballroom dancing, if that's, if I'm looking for friends. So I need to pick something. We have similar interests. So then we have that passion, which passion increases my deserve level and makes me feel better. And then I have more energy. So it's basically where the willpower comes in. So I keep doing it back to your goals of losing those pounds. Those belief, your belief is like, well, I set goals and I don't always accomplish them. Instead of saying, I'd change those beliefs that I'm getting everybody to write down to say changing them to what they would have rather set. I always accomplish my goals. Once I set my mind, I achieve it. Then another thought will come up and say, yep, yeah, but I didn't achieve it because I never went to ballroom dancing classes. Then I'd be like, I'd ask them a question. Okay, what category do you achieve it in? They could say like, oh, my finances, my checkbooks puts balance, I'm making a great amount of money. And I'm like, okay, you do it in that category. It's the same trait. Just apply it to this one. What happens? Well, I go home. I get my statements. I fill them out. I make sure they're all correct. I'm like, oh, how long did that take you? 30 minutes. That took you 30 minutes. Oh, great. Why don't you go online and look for some sort of classes, whether it be a tennis camp, something in the category you want to improve. Those were 30 minutes. Use your 30 minutes you know, in that category and do it in here. So I'm spreading what you already know to another category. It makes a huge amount of difference because living in New York City, I encounter people who are very, very good at certain categories, but there's one or two categories they're horrible at. They have no friends, but they're head of a company. Right. They have an okay job. They can't stand it. They're not educated enough, but they have. Um, they play tennis. They have an aquarium. They're big into uh, fish they go to a scuba diving all over, but they can't pay their bills. So I'd say like, look, we need to evaluate your trips, cut those back a little bit. So you do less trips and you can have more security and then you can pay your bills on time. And they're like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So it's all about balance because the more balanced we are, the better we feel and the more we accomplish our goals in whatever count in whatever category, which is helping you to lose those weights.
0: So this whole concept of the balance and all the different areas is working together. Most people don't think in those ways, especially when they're doing their New Year's resolutions. So are they going either to the comfort zone, right? So this one's going to be easy because it's easy for me. You know, it's my comfort zone. If I'm going to go um, make more friends this year, I'm going to go out once a week, right? And, you know, hopefully in New York you can actually start to go out once a week. But whatever, is so you're going to reach out to more people because I'm more comfortable with that, or do they? force themselves out of their to make goals where they know they're short but it's not their comfort zone so I can say all day long that um I'm going to go you know call somebody on the phone once a day I'm on the phone all day long last thing I want to do when I just talk to people like so that are are some people like in like is it they're setting themselves up when the key is like you got to set the right goal in some ways to be able to follow through on it. Either it's a place where you really love and you're really motivated to, to be there or you're kind of doing it out of your head because you know it's a weak spot, but you're you know you're forcing yourself but it's not some place that you're deeply understanding.
1: No. okay, so then what happens? I'm really glad you brought this up. We do not want to force it. We want to yes. So what you just said, you talk to people all day long. Let's say Mary called you two weeks ago. You love Mary, but you really don't feel like talking to her because you've been talking to people all day long. You got to talk to your husband. You got to do this. And the next thing you know, it's time to go to bed. And Mary called you two weeks ago. Right. So I would be, Sarah, what in your life can you take out so you're not talking to people all day long? Is there an area that we can shift that? Because it sounds to me you're talking to people. You're doing a great job at your job. But that's would be a 10 but your friendships would be a little lower because you're talking about, you don't want to talk to your friends and they probably pick it up on the phone that you want to get off. They answer, you answered a question. They didn't respond. You didn't listen. So it's, you're out of sync. So I'd say like, what day of the week, Sarah, is there a two hour break you could take out where you're not talking to anybody?
0: Right. Yeah. So there's, so there's always a way to find, again, overcoming the excuses. There's always a place where you can shift and find a way to go toward that goal. And that's
1: why asking yourself a question. So I get, and I would get you and your viewers to ask the question out loud, not in your head, out loud to yourself. Do you know what I mean? I know it's a little nutty, mm-hmm. but it's very important to say it out loud. So let's say what you just said about your friends, you don't feel like talking to them evening. Mm-hmm. Say it like, say it out loud. I don't really
0: feel like talking to my friends because I'm talked out all day long. Okay, oh. make or I don't feel like talking to my friends because I, I know that I'm going to talk to them for an hour and a half and I have 20 minutes to talk to them.
1: Exactly. Right. So if, if, if it is important for you to change your mm-hmm. friendship category, if it's important to you, mm-hmm. what would it be like at your funeral that nobody came? Do you know what I mean? If not very people, if none of your friends were like, you know, I called Sarah five years ago. I don't really care if <laughs> you're Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, she wasn't that good of a friend. She did When I talked to her, you know, so play out what mm-hmm. would happen you kept the same pattern. What would happen if, you know, hey, I didn't lose those five pounds, five pounds turned to eight pounds, eight pounds turned into 10 pounds, my clothes don't fit now. I don't really feel good about myself. So those dance classes, which are in another hobby category, mm-hmm. I don't want to go dancing because I'm so fat. I don't want to wear these clothes to that to the dance thing. I'm just going to stay at home. So yeah. see how it spreads in a bad way, or it can spread right. in a good way, because they all work together of losing those five pounds today get it over with, stop eating those salty snacks, sabotaging, sleeping on dirty sheets. <laughs> but yeah, see, I once, thought my life was pretty good till I started talking to you. But once I start planting seeds in your brain like yeah. dirty sheets, right? those snacks on your di- bed look like you're gonna eat bed bugs. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Right. So then having good stuff, it, it right. starts to clean up other things and it makes a huge difference. Because we all have something we want to accomplish, and it, you really see results by asking yourself high mileage questions.
0: Now, how is it? it how important is it? I'll call it just to make little steps, like that's just the fact, so you know. A lot of people have their exercise goals, and I always find I get up and I exercise. Like that's the rule. If I wait till later in the day, I got nine thousand reasons why not. Um, so that to to just Make the little progress and then to give yourself credit for it. I did get up today. I I didn't have an hour to do it, but I did have 40 minutes to do it. So I did the 40 minutes or I had 15 minutes or I did, you know, and we're going to, you're going to show a few, you've got five and 15 minute workouts. So, you know, super high effectiveness workouts. So, but the, to make those, you know, that, that to reward yourself and give yourself credit for the progress that you do make rather than, oh, I didn't, I didn't hit a hundred percent. So I'm a loser.
1: Exactly, which is very important because once we take this information by asking high mileage questions, we work on transformation. What is transformation? Transformation is setting up little goals. I'm not going to build a company overnight. I'm going to have to work day in, day and day out, whether it is. If I want to have friends, I can't just do something with them once. I need to consistently call them. I need to ask how their trip was. You know, Did they like that dress they went to buy? Did they, how did it work out with the discussion with their boyfriend? It's all these little things. You create a good friendship, create you to lose weight, create you to balance your checkbook, create you to um, go on vacations, playing tennis lessons. Uh, Let's say I want to be a better tennis player. I got to take lessons. I got to get better. I'm not going to take two lessons and be a better tennis player. I can't go to Berlitz and take two Spanish courses and be like, hey, Sarah, I'm fluent Spanish now. Every single thing takes little consistency and rewarding yourself with something positive. I did great. I'm going to treat myself with a dance class. And you want to reward yourself, get in the habit with rewarding yourself with something positive, a massage, something healthy, something, you know, like something you want to buy that is healthy. So it keeps you rolling, not whether it's a crispy cream donut or something unhealthy. You want to think of rewarding yourself with something that leads you in the same direction. Otherwise, it creates this snap thing and it kind of undermines you. And then your willpower drains when you have less energy.
0: Well, and how about also just simply acknowledgement that, hey, you did it, good job. Exactly. I got up today. I mean, if I stroke counted on the calendar, just so you know, hey, I did it, Woohoo! Perfect, I did that with
1: envelopes. I love recycling right. paper, just like I did for this note here. Do you know what I mean? This is on a recycled envelope, do you know what I mean? What I put on here, is every day I have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have something I want to accomplish. So for me, somebody gave me one of those heated blankets that you, it's like an infrared sauna blanket and you're supposed to lie in it for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I love it, but I wouldn't really do it. So I have paper, I'm gonna give myself 30 minutes to lie in this heated blanket in the winter and Mm -hmm. meditate for 30 minutes every single day for 30 days. So I have a little thing and I check off it. A couple of days I got really busy and I was too tired to do it and I didn't want to set it up. So I didn't do it. That's okay. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not going to reward myself with eating, you know, a donut because I didn't do it. Right. But at the, but I mean, it's very rewarding to see the check marks. Do you know what I mean? And I yep. give myself prayer because some days I just don't have 30 minutes to sit there, set the blanket up, plug it in, make it sure it's hot and get in there and meditate. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I, actually, I was going to ask you. Perfect. I do not know one person who is perfect. I, I do, and I may, you may, but I've never met one person who, even I have uh, huge executives, they can't do the alphabet backwards, yeah. you know what I mean? They make billions of dollars, but they'll be like Z, R, P, Q, whereas somebody else can zip through that, but we're all different. So that's why we need to figure out what works for you specifically by asking questions to you. I can't tell you anything. I'm not giving you any information now. I'm just asking you questions so we figure out what it is you want to do.
0: Well, and I think that's really important in terms of cutting slack. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, my running joke, because my my kids, of course, give me all the feedback in the world on all my imperfections, and to the point of there's no perfect human, I always say it a different way, that having imperfections makes me a perfect human, like, because, exactly. because there is no perfect, right? So that I'm going to burn the, burn the steak sometimes, or I'm going to whatever it is that I'm, not, I'm going to look like a goofball, my hair is going to be bad, whatever it is. That makes me very human and that's okay. So I think that you know we set ourselves up for these impossible, um, you know, it's like the you know social media where you think that you have to have the Facebook perfect life. No, nobody has that Facebook perfect life. Um, and then to your point about missing your goals, like so when people start to fall off their goals, is it like giving themselves permission just because I didn't run today, doesn't mean I've fallen off my wagon. Like just, what what's the self-talk for, it's okay, I didn't do it today, but don't give up.
1: Uh, there is no self-talk, Sarah. Uh,
0: sometimes we have, uh, let's say we got
1: eight, you know, a whole bag of peaches.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We put the peaches in there and a couple of them got bruised. Do you, you know, you're kind of like, oh, that's a little disappointing. I actually bruised them, but it's just a bruised peach. You can cut it off and eat the rest of the piece, right. correct? Yeah. The is like that as well too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Life is like that. Well, too. There's no. It's nothing's perfect. So just like don't. I wouldn't even think about it. There's no self-talk. Just let it go. It's like trash in your trash can. Throw it down the trash can. Put it. In thing we don't analyze it. Right. Because why? We threw it away in the first place. We made a mistake. I can't. I don't have thirty minutes every day to do the bed that I have intended. Good intentions mm-hmm. to do. today And to meditate thirty days, but some days I just other things were more important, and that's okay. But let's say. Three weeks went by and I never did the 30 minutes. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That would be a, uh, that would be a different question. I'd be like, hmm, why is that not important to me? Why am I not allowing myself those 30 minutes? Do you know what I mean? What two things could I do differently? So that's what I'd ask myself. What two things that I could do differently? Well, one, I could get up earlier. Uh, Two, I could say uh, that I'm not taking uh, more than 10 appointments a day. I could say, you know, I could kind of need to cut back. Otherwise. I'm tending in in one category, 10, the number 10 i right. job and I'm doing not so good. So I'm going to still be unbalanced. I'm staying in my same comfort zone.
0: Right. Is it okay to reevaluate your goals? You know, maybe you realize that, that wasn't, that wasn't realistic and I need to attack it in a different way or adjust it. Or is that also then an excuse and I'm you know, kind of copying it. Well,
1: go two ways. You don't want to adjust it to lower your standards. You Mm -hmm. want to ask yourself, am I lowering my standards, my deserve level, or am I adjusting for another category that once I got the ball rolling, felt a little better? You know what? I was reading a book, you know, uh, the political situation going on stimulated me to read this book. And I really want to know this. So when I'm out and about, I want to be educated and know really what's going on. So that's why I'd rather spend the 30 minutes doing that or I'd rather do the 30 minutes, not, you know, wasting time. So you need to ask yourself those high mileage questions to figure out, am I lowering my standards or did another category seem more important that's taking those 30 minutes out?
0: Gotcha. All right. So let's talk about exercise because I wanted you to show a few, few exercises. You talk about that there are seven components to a successful workout.
1: Yes, I want to talk
0: about that now. Every workout, whether it's 10 minutes,
1: um, five minutes, 30 minutes, should always have, you want to warm up, you want to get the muscles warm, you want to work on strength, you want to work on flexibility, you want to work on balance, balance in your body from one side to the other, which I'll show you, but also physical balance, which you can do right now. Your viewers could stand on their toes while they're watching this. They could lift one foot off the ground while they're talking on the phone. They can only brush their teeth if their eyes are closed. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So these little things you just start to incorporate in your life. So you wanna warm up, you wanna strength, you wanna work on flexibility, you wanna work on balance, you wanna work on coordination because the older uh, we get, the more likely we are to lose our coordination and our balance. We wanna work on our breathing so we're not holding our breath and we wanna work on heart strength, our cardio.
0: Right.
1: And it's it seems like a lot, but what I do and which I can show you or exercise that you can do. You do multiple things simultaneously. And with all my clients, you exercise, stretch, exercise, stretch. So you don't wait to the end. Most people exercise and then stretch. That's a complete waste of time. Do an exercise, do a stretch. Because you want to create lean muscles. You want them to be strong, but you also don't want them to be tight. So when you work out, you strengthen the muscles, you tighten them, they get stronger. You eat nutritiously nutritiously, those nutrients go into the muscles. They repair them and they get stronger. And that's why you want to flex them back and open them back up. So we have long lean muscles. At the end of every workout, Sarah, you should leave it feeling energized and tension-free. If you're not doing that, if you're not feeling those two things, energized and tension-free, then you're doing something slightly wrong.
0: Okay. And the other thing that I like in your, in your exercise, you talked about doing the alphabet backwards. Like you often will make someone do a cranial thing all at the same time.
1: Simultaneously,
0: yes. I get them to do it out
1: loud because it makes them breathe properly. Because it makes it, so it forces you to do other things naturally. So with all my clients, they hold their breath. So while they're doing abs, I'm like, okay, every time you crunch up, you have to give me a girl's name that starts with the letter S. So they'll be like Sarah, Sabrina, Serena, right. Stacy. You know what I mean? So right. it's that They can do more. Otherwise, they're not thinking, oh, this burns. They're moving through the burn and not sabotaging, reverting back to their old comfort zone.
0: Yep. Love it. All right. Let's show, show me a couple exercises.
1: Okay, great. Uh, so this first one I get everybody to do. And it's a really good one. You come down to all fours, which I'll show you here. I'm going to adjust a little bit. You come down to all fours. So you're on all fours like this, Mm -hmm. all fours. So my hands are under my shoulders. My elbows are soft. Whenever you're working out, Sarah, never straighten anything. My knees and my elbows should always be soft. A workout is to work your muscles and not your joints. So I'm on all fours. I curl my toes under. They're one inch off the ground. And I bounce one inch up and down like this. And it's a great exercise for anybody. I go up and down, z Y, X, W, all the way to A. Then once I do that, I wanna do a good stretch. So I sit back down on my shins and it stretches my legs out. I bring my elbows together and I gently drop my chin. I'm stretching my legs out and I'm stretching my neck out, which everybody always wants to have a open neck mm-hmm. because a lot of people get headaches, tension in their neck because their shoulders are too tight. So what I get everybody to do during the workout is exercise stretch. So then once they do that, another one is you lift your knees off the ground and you sway them side to side like that. Do you know what I mean? And is that, yeah, is that working a different muscle group? Yep. It works it from a different angle and then you can come down to your elbows. So it works in another part of your shoulders. So then you sway side to side like that and you're going to feel it on the sides there and then in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So that's what, and for that one, you can do hundred minus three, 97, 94, 91, 88, so it trains your brain. I got to keep doing it until I get to the number one. Let's say you had to stop. No worries, stop, stop, take a five second break and do it again. But over time, you'll realize that, oh, now I can get to the number one. I can get to the letter A. Right. So if it's hard for you, that's okay. Just consistency, as we said before, you want to keep doing it time and time again. And I want everybody to get in the habit of stretching and really breathing through the stretch. So right now, a lot of people, you see them, their feet are crooked. You want to make sure when you stretch, your feet are always straight up in the air. My toe is not bent. It's straight up in the air like that whenever I reach. And all stretches should feel good. Whenever you stretch a muscle out, it should feel really good. You should relax into it. You don't want to force it. When you force it afterwards, it feels good, but then don't want to go back to where it was before. I want to relax into my stretch and really breathe into it.
0: So do you, like I've always, I've stretched and then I'll breathe and then kind of sink a little bit more and (laughs) breathe and sink a little bit more.
1: Just want to think melt. You want to melt like butter. You want to relax into it. And whenever you're in a stretch, Sarah, I want you to act like the tightest area. So let's say I'm doing this stretch. I'm just reaching towards my flat feet. I'm going forwards and I start to feel my hamstrings. I want to lean forward to where it feels good. And then I want to relax into it, melt. And then... Want to act like the tightest area is a balloon, and I want to breathe into it. So I breathe. I want to increase the circulation. So right now I'm breathing into my rib cage, but I'm visualizing myself breathing into my hamstrings because mm-hmm. that's the tightest area. And then it takes it to the next level, and then you relax into it, whether it's your neck, your rib cage.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing the subtlety of <laughs> when you imagine like breathing into an area that it really does. It, like, it really, yeah. It, It relaxes, it
1: open, and everybody's body is different. But what I besides Sarah is balance. So let's say I did a stretch like this. Whenever you do a one-legged stretch, Sarah. So my leg is out. Can you see me fine? Yep. Great. So one leg is in half butterfly, and one. Let's say this was hard for me. I would start with my leg out here, and then over time bring it back. Whenever I'm doing a one-legged stretch, I'm always reaching the opposite hand. This is bad for my back this is good for my back, it creates alignment. So let's say I do this stretch back to the number scale. I feel this is six and I can touch my toe. Let's say I went to this side and I couldn't reach the toe and I uh, it, was a, it was an eight already. So that's a huge difference and that is a problem. So if I have one side different than the other one, I wanna create balance, whether I'm balancing on a foot, but I also want to create balance With my body from one side to the other, they should always be equal and they're different every day. So, if I slept all night last night like this, it's going to cause this side to get tighter and this side to get looser. If I do that every night, I'm going to get a little bit of tension. So, if I do simple stretches every day, it'll open that up so that if I sleep on site, I won't get a neck crick, I won't get a hip issue. Those hip issues are talking to you, Sarah, and they're saying, Hey, something's going on now, you need to fix it. Well, you can either stretch and open up and fix it, or you can do nothing about it, and it can get worse, and it'll move to other parts of your body. Our body is talking to us all day long, and we just listen to it. The more we listen to it, the more we are in tune with it, the more we feel better, and we don't have issues.
0: So even if somebody doesn't exercise, stretch every day anyway? Yes, exactly. Just do Mm -hmm. simple stretches.
1: You want to get the blood. This is a great stretch right here. So let's say this stretch, I was not as loose on this side. I want to shake my legs out, leave the blood flowing back and stretch. Then I want to go back to the tighter side again. Mm -hmm. So if one side is a six and the other side is an eight, if I do the six and move it to a five and I take the eight and move it to a seven, I still have the same imbalance. I need to not stretch the six again. And I do go back and stretch the... Eight again, move it to a seven with a six to a, you know, so they're equal. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. But with time, my clients start out like this and then they get equal and then they're more balanced. But it's the same balance we talk in all of our 10 categories. It all works together. It's really quite simple once you understand the concept. And if I walk around with this hamstring tighter, then if I go to a hotel and wake up one night and pick up a bag, I'm not going to throw my back out because I'm not coming from imbalanced muscles. I'm coming from more alignment. And so Sarah, all this is preventative. So I feel better. If somebody has a back issue, every time they come to me, I open their hips up and their back goes away. If you have a tight back, it means you have tight hips. If you have a tight neck and you get headaches, it usually means 95% of the time, you have tight shoulders. I open the shoulders up and the neck frees up. You open your hips up, your back frees up with really simple stretches. And I'll show you a quick one for your viewers. So you wanna sit in a chair and everybody at home can try this with me. So I sit in this simple chair. I bring my leg all the way up on top. So my ankle is on top and my knee is here. And then I gently lean forwards like this. This foot is right under my knee and I lean forward. My knee is here. Let's say I did the other side and it was a little higher I really got to work on getting them equal. So those are simple little stretches that I teach all my clients so they're equal on both sides. And once you create that equalness, it really creates balance in your head so you feel a little more centered. A lot of clients to me come to me and they feel really uncentered and ungrounded mentally. I line their body back up and then they're more grounded and centered on both legs equal And then uh, miraculously, they're like, oh, I feel so much more grounded and centered and not so invisible. I feel like my presence improved. So that's another category just because we're balancing out our
0: body. Well, and even the tightness also, I find that the tighter I am, the harder everything becomes. I can't think as well. I don't feel as good. I don't move it. Like All of it, just the tightness, it just pinches everything through my body. The neurological system is pinched. All of it just... Doesn't- exactly. Yeah. And so Sarah, when
1: people come to me with tight bodies, to me it's like people coming to the dentist leaving food in their teeth. Right. So to all your viewers, I'm like, "Do you floss?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, I floss." If there's right. food that I floss, I'm like, "Well, that's the same concept. When you leave tight muscle, Sarah, you're leaving food in your teeth. You're going to eat, you're not brushing your teeth and you're not flossing your teeth." So once I plant that visual, then they're like, "Oh, why would I not stretch? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because your yeah. body is talking to you. When you know there's food in your teeth, you go and you're like, oh, wow, food came out. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know that you go floss and there's food in your teeth and you didn't know it. The same with your body. Sometimes you do a simple stretch and you're like, wow, I didn't really know I was that tight." You know, and what I get to do, Sarah, with everybody is I get them to get blood flowing into their head. A lot of people throughout their life never let blood flow into their head. They're either standing up, they're either sitting or they're lying parallel. Their head is never below their heart. It's very important for anybody's health. If they don't have much time to do anything, you always want to walk your hands down your legs and gently let the blood flowing. If this is too much for you, just leave your hands on your leg as brackets and gently drop your head. It's very important to get the blood flowing your head. And a lot of people, I get them to do it if they in the afternoon, If they're getting low energy, it means because their head is above their heart and it's having a pop-up this way. If you just shift your energy, hang down for a little bit, you flush the blood in there and you come back up, it re-energizes you.
0: Right. And again, then strengthens you to be able to have the willpower to exercise, to watch your diet, to hit any of your goals. Um, Exactly. Just as long as we're talking about, what's your favorite shoulder stretcher since we're Uh, The
1: best one for everybody. And I want everybody and you as well, Sarah to bring your pinkies together in front of your face like this. Perfect. Now put your hands on top of your head like this. There you go. Uh, not that far back, right where at the top of your head. Yep. Now put your elbows together. There you go. Now gently use the weight of your arms. Do not pull down. Get your elbows flush. Glue your elbows together again. Now gently drop your chin. Do not pull. The weight of your arms is plenty. Now from zero to 10, what number do you feel that in your shoulders and your neck?
0: Uh, I feel it a five in my neck and I don't feel it that tight in my shoulders, oddly.
1: Okay, great. Uh, so with time, that's going to open up your shoulders. Once you get deeper and deeper, it's going to go into your shoulders because your neck is so tight. It's Mm -hmm. not allowing you to get to your shoulders, but that Sarah should be a zero. So every day, Sarah, from now on for the next 30 days, I want you to put your hands on top of your head when you take a shower and have the hot water hit you for 30 seconds in that area, and will miraculously open it up. Because Sarah, that is not a stretch. That should be a zero all the time. If you're feeling it a five, a three, a four, six, it's not supposed to be there. That is food in your teeth. And so you wanna get rid of that. You wanna floss. And that's a simple way to get rid of it. Another way is just to interweave your hands behind your tailbone and drive your knuckles away from your tailbone. Or while you're at your desk, cross your hand over like this, put it on the opposite shoulder, try with me, Take your right hand across, put it, Yep. Yeah, plant it on your shoulder. Now drive that elbow across and walk your hand down. Yep, ideally you shouldn't feel this. So if you do, it means you need it. Then try the other side. You want to make sure they're equal. Oh, yeah. And those are simple things that you can do while you're on your conference call, and they take seconds. Yeah. Hold them, and you want to hold them while you're there and breathe into it like you're breathing into a balloon.
0: And again, I mean, the difference that it makes even just doing that, and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a tight ball. Um, that the difference that it makes to open me up to feel better, to be receiving and available for the energy of the goals and whatever I've promised, and the friendships and the phone calls, like all of that, I'm more available when I'm not as tight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do we have a couple more minutes, Sarah? Um, it's okay by It's okay by you. Yep. Yeah. Sure. So let's say we were
1: talking about the fitness category. I want everybody to grab a piece of paper at home and a piece of paper and a pen and answer these 10 questions that I'm going to answer from one to 10. 10 means I did an excellent job over the past year. Zero means I did not do a very good job. So this is, we're going to do the fitness category. So that's the one we're talking about, but I have 10 questions for every 10 category, but we're just going to do the fitness ones now. So number one, how strong is your desire to improve your body? Zero, not very strong. 10, very strong. Give it a number. Number two, how good do you feel about the quality and variety of your workouts? Zero, not very good. 10, you feel great about it. Three, how confident are you that you can avoid injury in your workouts? Four, how strongly do you feel that fitness improves your overall health or feeling of well-being? Five, how important is strength training to you? Six, how easy is it for you to balance on one foot?
0: Eyes open or eyes closed?
1: Eyes closed.
0: (laughs) That, That makes it much harder.
1: Yes. How important is stretching to you? Zero, not very important. Ten, stretching is very important. Eight, how important is cardiovascular exercise? Workouts that get your heart pumping to you. Nine, how successful are you at consistently working out each month, including the past month? Ten, when you exercise, how hard do you work, motivate, and push yourself? So So now that's you have 10 numbers in front of you. Add those numbers up very quickly, Sarah
0: add them up? I wasn't writing, but I couldn't write them fast enough. But I think okay. what, I'm, what I'm thinking about is I'm gonna make sure these are transcribed and into the chat box so that anyone that's been listening can come on back and see them so that they Perfect. can do the exercise. Right, yeah.
1: so then you answer those 10 questions, you add up those right. numbers, you divide by 10 and you get your average for your fitness category. <laughs> so then you do that in your categories and you see which ones. Is that number, let's can't say I came up with a number seven. Number seven may be great. That's where I want to be in my fitness category, but my hobbies were a two. So I want to spend more time on hobbies. And it just brings awareness, which is information, which creates accountability, which creates transformation.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other piece within this, again, there's, you know, what's the quality of my workouts versus what's my strength? There's like, there's such disparity and especially people that are working out on their own it's hard to be able to get that balance. So I think this is also important to see getting the roundedness of their workouts.
1: Exactly. But then you can get those all in, no equipment at home workouts. And that's what I specialize is doing workouts that you cannot. And we can put one on your website for people to do to test themselves. So Sarah, that they're doing a workout that is good for their specific body and they don't need any equipment. They can do it at their level and at their convenience in their pajamas. Which
0: is the beauty. And you've got, there's a bunch of them that are on YouTube.
1: Yes, exactly. Just put in Joel Harper.
0: Yep. There's a ton of them, which is great because there's five minutes, there's 10 minutes, there's such a variety some for abs, some for whatevers. Exactly.
1: So. All no equipment.
0: Awesome. Joel, you're fabulous. Thanks, Thank Sarah. you, Thank you so very much. So everybody, joelharperfitness.com, go to his YouTube channel and stick with those goals. Keep, keep the perspective on it. it's, exactly. Exactly. If anybody has any questions, because we gave a lot of
1: information to Sarah, any questions at all, feel free to email us.
0: Great. Joel, thank you so much. Okay, everybody, don't forget, and we're going to get those those questions into the chat box um, so we can put it on it. And don't forget, next Thursday, we're going to be talking about addiction. Believe it or not, all of us are or have the capacity to be addicts. So feel great. Good luck with those resolutions. Thanks, Joel.
1: Thanks, Sarah. Have a great night.
0: You too. We're living in an unprecedented time when trust in our media and news sources are at an all-time low. It seems that everyone has an agenda, if not a political one, then a business one, as media companies are beholden to advertisers or shareholders. Well, not at Bottom Line. We're a family-owned business and have been free from the influence of advertising since our start nearly 50 years ago, focused solely on helping people live happier, more fulfilled lives. Our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, provides advice that can be put into action each day, helping people do better and feel better. Thousands of top, highly respected, truth-seeking experts have appeared in Bottom Line Personal on topics in all areas of life, including healthcare, financial planning, home improvement tips, great gift ideas, how to save money on travel, insurance snafus, smart tax strategies, improving your relationships, and so much more. Bottomline Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for nearly 50 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottomline's best bets, full of some of our experts' greatest tips of all time. Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast.